This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Dallin. And I'm Kyler. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. So today, mm. we will, for the first time, ponder the age-old question. It's, it sits at the root of all of humanity. Is Nicolas Cage a good or a bad actor? Hmm. <laughs> Fascinating. What a question to ponder upon. It was a little bit of, like, Joker voice for a second. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a bit. Just a touch. Huh. Anyway, we're talking about National Treasure. National Treasure classic the first one another disney movie yeah another disney movie yeah and our first nicholas cage. cage yeah i i was actually like it, we, <laughs> we we debated it for a little bit just yeah. just a minute of like do we want to watch it or not and i was like yes and then i was like come on man nicholas cage is in it <laughs> and then we watched the saturday night live Andy Samberg about Andy Samberg pretending to be Nicolas Cage with Nicolas Cage and then you're like yep we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know you got to have that uh cla- you know the classic uh beats of a Nick Cage film one everything's either whispered or shouted yes. and two everything's on fire it was <laughs> a good amount of fire in this movie yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah, so Give we're a little spiel. We're doing National Treasure. Came out in two thousand and four. It is PG. It stars obviously Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger, Justin Bartha, and Sean Bean. It's directed by John Turtletaub. I hope I pronounced that right. Yeah, we think that's the right Turtletaub. Uh, Turtletaub. Yeah. What was what was Riley's character's name? Uh, his actor's name? Yeah, uh, Justin Bartha. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He's ever been in quite a few i'm things. sure he's been in other things i just don't recognize him from any other movies. oh yeah he was i don't know if you ever saw the hangover but he was the do you know the plot of the hangover not really i mean they they the, got drunk and they don't remember like what happened and there's a bunch yeah of, like, they're at a bachelor they're at like their buddy's bachelor party yeah. and uh they lose their buddy whose wedding it oh, is, right. and their buddy is uh riley just oh, okay. uh justin okay. bartha yeah well maybe i'll watch that some that movie someday yeah. It's pretty funny, um, a little dated, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also the uh, the little oh yes, yeah. Just in, just in case anybody hasn't seen this, which I hope that is something you either isn't true or you fix soon because this is a great movie. It is a great movie. This one's a little longer, so bear with me. But uh, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin Gates, a pedigree of the treasure hunter family who learns about a national treasure from his grandfather. The treasure is stashed somewhere in the country, and the clue leading to the treasure chest is ciphered and scattered all over the country. Benjamin's father abhors treasure hunting, as he himself lost 20 years in chasing the treasure without success. Plot takes a twist when Ben's accomplice, Ian, decides to steal the Declaration of Independence for the next clue. Ben refuses uh, Ian's plan, and they become hostile. When Ben tips FBI about the possible theft, they refuse to believe him. Ben determines to steal the Declaration of Independence in order to protect it from Ian. Ben meets Abigail Chase, the curator of the archives, when he steals the document. The rest of the story is about how Ben, his partner Riley, Abigail, and Abigail 
as they decrypt the clues and rescue the national treasure without getting the hands of Ian. It's, it's a very exciting movie. It is. <laughs> yeah. We were kind of, uh, when the music uh, would get tense and things, we would be kind of going along with it because it, it, it gets it gets you in that mood. You know, it's like... I mean, the main national treasure theme is, like, great. Oh, yeah. But the, there's just, like, they have sort of their like suspenseful like action song that they go with and then there's like three versions of it there's yeah. like the, the 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 slow like slow it's kind of like it's building a little bit like, yeah. and then there's the oh we're running now and then there's the suddenly like oh the entire room is exploding now <laughs> and then it's like the, that's the third level it's just like it goes super fast and it's, i love the piano like when they're like discovering clues and yeah, stuff yeah that's also a good one mm-hmm. yeah it's man this movie is really good <laughs> like one well, this it's crazy because when this movie came out, there was a lot of people who, who were like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> you can even see on like uh, the IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Metascore that yeah. is on there, and it's 39 out of 100. That's a little rough. Yeah. That's critics who were like, "Oh, yeah, this sucks." But like from all of the kids like us who grew up with this movie, we're all like, "This movie rocks." Yeah, <laughs> and like the Rotten Tomatoes score is 46. Yeah. Which is also not great. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't talked to, like, like even, like, our, our friends uh, Skylar and Megan, who, uh, I don't want this to sound like a dig or anything, but they're a little picky when it comes to movies. They can be. Uh, yeah, but they love this one, so. <laughs> I mean, this one is fantastic. Yeah. I, I always have a blast watching National Treasure. Yeah. This is another one where... Um, this was one of the movies I watched a bunch as a kid. Yeah. And I mean, you are kind of already, like, brought that up, but, like, mm-hmm. we, we sort of grew up with this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I've talked about it a little bit before, but my parents didn't buy a lot of movies. Yeah. So we, we just kind of rewatch the same ones over and over and over again. And this is one of the ones that we actually bought. And so I would, I would watch yeah. this one probably at least once a month for, like, a few years. Yeah. Of my childhood, so, <laughs> this yeah. one's great. Oh yeah, and this like I've always been into the action adventure mystery, you know, like Indiana Jones mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, and this kind of being a modern version of that kind of stuff, and just it, it's really fascinating to having it be like history, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, steeped in all this history where like yeah, obviously they make some stuff up, like a map being on the back of the Declaration of you Independence. Don't know. Have you seen it? I mean, no, I haven't. Could be there. This might be true events. <laughs> yeah. It's Nick, possible. Nick Cage stole the Declaration of Independence. Okay, no, it dramatized a little <laughs> bit. But I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, he's... I mean, you said this while... Uh, I, I think, like, we were about to watch it. No, no, you said this while we were watching the SNL thing. You were like, I want to meet that man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is one of the few actors that, like, if I had the chance to meet him, I'd be like, in a heartbeat, just like, absolutely, yes, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. He... Because he, he commits... To his role, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, he's all for it, um, which is which is good. I mean, you know, you see some actors who there are some things that you can obviously be like, oh, they just took that for the money. And not saying Nick Cage doesn't do that, but like even if he does, like, oh, I'm just gonna take this for the money. He's like, well, might as well commit to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of my one of my favorite uh, like movie reviewers on yeah. YouTube. In fact, I'm one of the only ones I watch. Uh, Nicholas Cage is his favorite actor for mm-hmm. like that exact reason. It's just like every single movie he's ever been in, he is committed to that role, even if it was like 
a weird movie or like it ended up not being great or whatever. Yeah. Like he's just like, I am in it and I am doing it until we're done. And it, it, it's, we're going for it. Like yeah. Full send. Full in the cage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously, like anything you see him in, it's like, like, you know, some people could criticize him for being maybe over the top or whatever, but like he goes for it. And he's yeah. not ashamed of it. You know? And like, you don't really get a ton of the like over the top Nick Cage in mm-hmm. in this one. You do get a little bit in the second one. Yeah, which, that's I, that's one of my favorite scenes because he just like goes berserk. <laughs> I don't remember the second one like at all. So like, I watch this one all the time. We like, might have to watch it again yeah. like later on because yeah. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty like even for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, the second one came out, sh- like, not too long after the first one. Like, three years. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't think it was one that, like, I ever saw in theaters or anything. I think it was just that my parents bought them both on DVD. Yeah. And so I just, like, watched them both. And they were always, like, kind of a, a pair. And I would just watch them. Every time I watch one, like, a week later or the next day or something, I'd watch the second one to go along with it. And so... Right. They like it's I some people are like ah oh, sequels suck or like the first one was not as good but I, to me they're like the same it's like yeah. a package oh yeah yeah I, I I just don't remember about it I remember liking it mm. um but like I don't remember that much at all where we saw just a brief synopsis on Disney Plus of it where he's like Nicolas Cage kidnaps the president I was like excuse me <laughs> well I mean they had to one up stealing the Declaration of Independence yeah so, so you know kidnapping the instead president. of stealing a, a, an incredibly important several hundred year old document we're going to steal the actual current acting president of the United States of America mm. because but, you know of course I'm sure he has his reasons <laughs> just like in this film <laughs> he does have his reasons well and I love how this one is like you know, Ian's like, okay, let's go steal it. And and uh, Ben is like, no, no, we can't do that. And then he's like, well, no one's listened to me, so I guess I'll have to steal it to protect it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the best parts about Ben's character is, like, he he tries really hard to, like, do things the right way. Yeah. And him and Riley, they go talk to the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, I think those are the only two he mentioned specifically, yeah. and then like there's, I'm sure they talked to more too. Yeah, but they were like, yeah, someone's gonna come try to steal the Declaration of Independence, and then everyone was like, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, which it, it was pretty realistic. Well, I think <laughs> what's the line about like the FBI are telling the head investigator they're like, yeah, we got a tip about uh, this a couple days ago, and he's like, well, what happened to uh, the uh, the source? And they're like, well, we didn't make a file because we didn't think it was viable and yeah and he was like we didn't think think it was credible yeah and he was like well how about now (laughs) and that's that's while they're in his apartment looking at like the the sterile like there's a term for it but like the the, the clean room yeah the clean room there it is that that's Mm -hmm. but the thing they set up to examine the declaration of independence and not damage it yeah but uh He's like, yeah, so how about now? <laughs> Sadusky's one of my favorite characters. The, yeah. like, head FBI guy. Well, and uh, not to get too far into the uh, end of it, but, like, when you find out that he's a Mason, you know, mm. like, uh, it, it's kind of funny to think about. Did he take this because he was, like, really wanted it out for Nick Cage? Or, like, he just wanted to see where it was going? Or <laughs> I feel like that part might have been, like, slightly coincidence. Yeah. Because I, I think he probably was just assigned to the case. Yeah. Because, like, he's in charge. Mm-hmm. And they like, this is a very important thing. Like, the Declaration of Independence has been stolen. Yeah. Get down there. <laughs> but then I think kind of as it went, and especially towards the end, 
that was kind of where the the understanding came in yeah. of like him not just outright being like, all right, you're going to prison. Well, and just his whole thing where he's like, well, somebody's got to go to jail. You know? Yeah. Sean Bean. Being a freaking vice this whole movie. He didn't die. Or vice isn't the right word. Uh, being a antagonist this whole movie. I don't know what I was thinking when I said vice. Th- we're thinking of like foil? Kind yeah, of? that maybe. Yeah. Brain is just a jumble of Nick Cage right now. That is, you know, that's a fair reason. Yeah. <laughs> a fair point to, to be a little bit confused. Because... <laughs> While I do appreciate his movies, like I watch them sometimes, and I just kind of have to squint and just be like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, it's not always a it's not yeah. a bad thing. And I'm this one's like, pretty easy to follow. <laughs> it's just I'm just man, I love the man, and I'm just <laughs> he does have that effect on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's from the the SNL skit, but they're like. Uh, he he charms the the hearts of old and middle aged women alike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of like young and old, it's yeah. just old and middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, and I love just you know like the just pop culture of it all of Nick Cage is like everyone know everyone who's anyone knows who Nick Cage is. You know, yeah. like whether you like him, whether you don't, you know, everyone knows who. He is. And I think honestly, most people who like might not even know who he is by name probably have seen him yeah in something and then you'd be like this is nick cage and they're like oh right well and i've yeah. always found people too who are like who are like ah, i'm not a big nick cage fan and i'm like well what about this movie and they're like okay well maybe that one <laughs> <laughs> he's got something for everybody what about national treasure yeah <laughs> well usually it's that one yeah usually yeah. i'm like ah national treasure i and, think and that might be because like you said he's not as full nick cage in this movie yeah but well I think he was like the appropriate levels for this this movie. This like, story, yeah. He he again like he committed to it, but that included him being a little bit more subdued, maybe. Yeah. There was one moment that I I uh, pointed out to you is like when they're first talking to uh, Abigail, they mm-hmm. walk into the office, and the way that he like saunters in there, <laughs> I got up and did it. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but yeah. yeah. He like he's just like moving his shoulders like a lot as he walks like up and down, kind of like I don't know, like rowing his shoulders. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and but I, I didn't notice it till you pointed out, and I'm like, that's actually hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's got to put some Nick Cageified thing in there. And there's a couple of times where he's like stand, like he's got his leg up, standing on something. Yeah, and he's, like, he's he's got his hands on his like belt. You know, and also the. <laughs> Just the, when he's like, I gotta think, and he starts, like, pacing around. Yeah. And there's the first time in the ship, in the Charlotte, and uh, he's trying to decipher the clue. Actually, I really love that scene. Oh, that's Where he's, like, working through the whole clue. Or oh, the, yeah. The whole poem. It, it, it really shows how smart Ben is and how, just, like, how much he knows about history because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, it could be, uh, like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but, oh, he was trying to figure out the pen, the iron pen. Yeah. Um. And he's like, Iron Pen, Iron Pen, that does make sense. And the one guy brought up a fair point that Iron Pen is a prison. And he's like, yeah, okay, but why would it be? Because I I feel like Ben didn't discredit that. He was just like, okay, but why Riley started making fun of him. He's like, oh, I can do that too. Yeah. Tangerine. Like, (laughs) he just started shouting random words. (laughs) But, like, I feel like Ben was just going through the, okay, it could be that, but why would it be that? Yeah. You know, And, and then he was like, no, it's, it's what was penned. Iron, it's strong. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like kind of how he he progresses through the 
the terms, and he's yeah. like, it's iron, it's strong, it's mineral, and he's like, no, no. that's not right. And then yeah. he like backtracks again. He's like, it's iron, it's strong, it's rigid, it's like, yeah, it's, it's defining. And then he gets to like the, the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't also immediately jump to that because there's more clues on it, and he's like, fifty five people signed it, like, well, and the, I think one of the names in there as well is like, it, it, and one Matt of Leck. Yeah, like can't offend. He was the one who penned. And then the uh, key key of silence, or uh, silence is the key, or so yeah, something I don't remember. Because the whole that's thing, how they but... got to the uh, silence. Do good letters. But that was the other thing is like while he was figuring this all out and he was being like clever, yeah. and and I I just appreciate that they showed him like talking out loud to like show his uh method his methodology I guess in his yeah. brain like how he was getting from point to point because mm-hmm. like sometimes. With, like, I, I guess the only example I can really think of right now is, like, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. They'll, like, there's, there's, I've seen a, a little bit of the Benedict Cumberpatch version where that one, I was a long time ago, but, like, he's he's kind of the stereotypical, like, I'm going to figure it all out in my head and then I'll reveal it all to you at the end. Yeah. And then that's also pretty similar with the uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. version, mm-hmm. which is also something we need to watch at some point. Yes. But, th- like, that's another very similar idea where it's like, oh, I'm going to be figuring all this out and piecing it together myself, but then at the end of the movie, once it's like all comes to fruition, that's when I'll reveal all the things I figured out. And I don't think either of these two approaches is like better or worse than the other. It's just different. Yeah, it's just, it's different. I like that it, in this case, he, he was like going through how his brain was working in that yeah. moment. Because like sometimes I have to do that for myself. Like, I've, it, yeah. I've got some mega ADHD brain going on sometimes, and I'm like, all right, I have to literally speak out loud, sometimes to myself alone. So to I like, can focus on it, yeah. Yeah, like, That's get work too. through yeah. what I'm thinking about yeah. to, you know, actually, like, well, organize I, my thoughts. I, I do that, you know, sometimes with Jess, too, where, you know, I'm just speaking aloud, and she's like, she's sometimes like, what? And I'm like, sorry, I'm just kind of... <laughs> not really talking to you, I'm just talking... In general. I'm talking at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm just speaking. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of a relatable thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sure some people relate to, you know, like the Sherlock aspect. <laughs> but. Yeah. But, the dramatic reveal. But, sorry, the the other thing I, I don't want to forget about, but I was going to bring up is he didn't tell uh, Ian yeah. about the Silence Do Good connection at first. And I mm-hmm. think that's partially like his, his little bit of his subconscious, like I'm a treasure hunter as well as like. I kind of know who Ian is. And right now, in this circumstance, Ian is, like, kind of betraying him. Well, or... and they, they even had that moment where, like, Ian was starting to get testy, where he was like, where's the treasure? Where's, uh, I thought you said the treasure was in the Charlotte. He's like, no, I said it could possibly be here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at first, that was just kind of Ian being like, what the heck? Like, yeah. I thought this was how it's supposed to be. But then yeah. he sort of realized, like, oh, no, like, there's, there's more to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end, when it's... He revealed he he's like we could steal it and then Ben's like no we're not gonna <laughs> steal the Declaration of Independence that's yeah. not an option yeah and then he was like well you're not gonna do anything for me anymore besides getting my way so I'm gonna eliminate you basically yeah well and then Ben played his card where he was like wait I don't I didn't tell you all of it you know yeah he kind of alludes to that yeah and then it doesn't really work out but. <laughs> well, like, because they were just about to leave them, and then he was like, "I didn't tell you everything." And then the other guy, Sean, I think his name was, he was like, he was like, "Oh, he's he's bluffing." And then the cage is like, "Hey, you played poker with me. You know I can't bluff." <laughs> and that comes back later too. Yeah. There's a couple times where he tries to lie to Ian, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Haha, no, 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 sir. Don't got a good poker face, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Nick Cage." <laughs> 
I mean, Nick might, but yeah, but Ben. I don't know. Sorry. A poker would be a great game to play with Nick Cage, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like most games would be pretty enjoyable. <laughs> Monopoly. Gosh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> so you go out in the back, play some horseshoes. <laughs> I'm going to throw it right in the middle. I'm going to get this horseshoe, and it's going to... It's gonna go right around the little little stake over there. Watch this, and then he just like throws it, and it's perfect. It's amazing, and it's just like, oh my gosh, Nicholas. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I will try not to do that too many times in this episode. <laughs> he's just he's just so great, and he really like like we said, he doesn't get like super quote unquote crazy in this one, mm-hmm. but he just he brings it like this whole movie yeah. like. Every time I've watched it, I'm still like on the edge of my seat. You know, like it has good action, it has good stakes, it has good, uh, it has a good plot in my opinion. Like it can be simplified, I guess, but like, I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's yeah. solid. Like I, I can't really think of any criticisms off the top of my head. Like I don't. It's just it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a fun movie that's fun to watch with other people. Like we were watching it with my fiance Chess, and you know she loves it too, and it's just, just. Man, it's a great movie to watch with other people. You know? <laughs> yeah. Especially if people haven't seen it before or whatever, but like... I mean, it's also... It does a really good job kind of along the lines of, you know, Ben explaining his thoughts out loud, but like just the sort of the way they build up and, and then reveal the, the like clues as mm-hmm. they go. It's just really satisfying. And yeah, you get like is. three or four of those like bigger moments where it's like, oh, we figured something out. Like we're making progress. It feels like you're right along in there with them. Yeah. And you're going. And well, and as as Ben is discovering things like the glasses and uh, the the ink on the back of the declaration, you really get as excited as him. You're like, oh, cool! What it, what does it lead to next? What does it lead? And then that final culmination where, like, you kind of feel bad for him too before they go to the treasure room. Like, you think that that was there, and you're like, oh, man, I kind of with him. I wish we could have seen the treasure room. Yeah, his dad's making some good points, mm. and then. <laughs> And there's also like the double fake out at the end. Oh yeah, where they're like, "Oh, we got there, but there's nothing here." And then they're like, "Ooh, but we threw Ian off, and he's he's that was clever." The because yeah. Ian doesn't know much about the history. I, not to discredit him because he is pretty smart and he yeah. did figure out a lot of stuff by himself. But he, he doesn't, doesn't know as much. He's just not. as He doesn't know the purpose of certain things, like the lantern. Like he, he, he like it was such a convincing thing that mm-hmm. like. Uh, like even the way that they played off of each other, and Nick Cage and his dad, or Ben and his dad, like it was so convincing that it's like, oh, okay, yeah. and and it was, I guess, it was pretty smart on on Ian's part too to leave them there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they could die. Yeah, but like realistically, but, it, it might only take them a few days to like get to wherever they were going yeah. and then back. But he, he, even though it was a pretty convincing lie, Ian was kind of like, if this is a lie. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's also, I think that's partially because uh, Ben's dad tipped him off a little bit where he's like, yeah, but what if we lied? And then he yeah. points a gun at him. He's like, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no. <laughs> well, and then like the thing too, where it's like, um, what if there's another clue? And he's like, well, then I know right where to find you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, he's a smart guy, um, but just bit rash bust your way in is the best way of going i mean one of my favorite scenes i i love just the parallel when they're both trying to steal the declaration of independence like that scene always gets me going because like just seeing how uh 
meticulous and calculated uh, Ben and Riley are Mm -hmm. and how like they're doing it a lot more stealthy. And then you see um, Ian and his team coming through a bit more loud. I guess they are coming. They are doing it stealthy because they're coming through, you know, the bottom and stuff, but they're doing it a bit more rash. They're breaking things open. They're busting through doors Mm -hmm. They're you know, and then just having that culmination of where they open their last door and you see Nick with the uh, declaration in the case and they bap, 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 bap. Yeah. And, (laughs) It, it's, I, I I love it. it. I think part of it is like, I mean, it is it is a like a an important characterization mm. moment for both of them. Yeah, because it's, I mean, I love that whole sequence where yeah. Riley is doing his tech stuff, and like, aside from the computer screen, yeah, <laughs> aside from what's on the computer screen, it all like looks good. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really criticize. That's one thing I actually like because a lot of times in movies. The, like, we're going to hack into the system is, like, really goofy. Yeah, you just see him pull out a laptop and, and, it, and they're just, like, I'm in. smashing keys. And they're, like, all right, I got the password. Let's go. But <laughs> <laughs> I just I just appreciated that, that with this one, he's, like, all right, I got to cut a hole in this, like, cable housing. Mm-hmm. And then I got to run my cable up into where I'm trying to get to and then make sure it goes to, like, the right branch. And then I have to connect manually to each of these different channels for the the wires that are connected to each of the security cameras so I can get the feed for each one. And it's like... And then he leaves that little router device down there so he can still network with it from his, you yeah. know, computer up in the van. Well, and it was nice, too, when, like, you know, I... Uh, I've seen some movies where, you know, like there are similar situations where there are people working against each other, but they both get the feed or something. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they both... I liked when they got into the feed that it cut him off. Because they... They weren't doing it as um, as stealthy, I guess. Mm-hmm. As they they weren't being a sneaky because uh, Riley and and Ben were trying to get in without being noticed. Mm-hmm. And Ian's team, they were like, "Well, we're gonna get in, grab it, and get out." But we don't really care about what happens after we get out. We're gonna be gone. Yeah, because they're already working outside the realms of the law, and Ben and Riley are trying to do their best to still not go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Like, I just love how he continues to be really clever. Like, mm. throughout this whole sequence of him stealing the declaration, you know, he's he's trying to uh, unscrew it, and there's so many screws. He's like, okay, I'll just take it out in the elevator. Well, no, that's, that's yeah. when they lose the uh, the feed. Yeah. But, but, but still, he's like, okay, I don't have much time, so I got to take it out in the elevator. And then also, like, seeing that there's a duplicate in the gift shop, that was genius, you know, like... Yeah. It was, it was like a blunder, but also a... Yeah, he stumbled on it. Being smart because he had to use his card, which is tied to his name and his identity. But he bought a second one since he was like, well, I have to do this anyway, so I might as well do something else to kind of make up for it. Yeah. Like that whole chase sequence, I think Riley, you know, and uh, Abigail and all them thought it was for the map. But, like, I think Ben was just trying to get her back because he knew that they didn't have the real map anyway. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Well, I mean, that's also when she's trying to stop them. Yeah. She calls for security. And she's like, "Give me that," and he's just like, "Fine, take it." Yeah, yeah. because it's the it's the fake. <laughs> yeah, well, and Riley's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but then they yeah. get. He probably would have explained it, but yeah. then that's when mm-hmm. uh, Ian's team drives over and well, kidnaps her. Well, I, I just love the frustration too of when Ian finds it. He's like, "Ah, oh, we got the map," and he pulls it out and he sees the price tag on it. He's like, "Well done, Gates. Well done." And then yeah. he like smashes his hands against. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they keep like throughout the movie they've like one step in front of the other and then they mm-hmm. you know, they keep outplaying the other and it, it's pretty cool to watch this game of cat and mouse kind of going on between them. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. And and like I don't know, I ca- I keep thinking about like Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. the kind of thing where it's like, oh, the bad guy is fully ahead of them, and then they're yeah. like slowly figuring it out as they go. Yeah. But this time, it's like it's literally like just a race against time. The two of them are both racing like yeah, they're on like slightly neck neck. like slightly yeah. separate tracks, but like they're both neck and neck the entire time. And like mm-hmm. you know, Ben and his team will edge ahead for a minute, but then like Ian will be right on their heels, and then they'll catch up to him, and then they'll go ahead for a minute, and then like. Yeah, up until the end when he gets that leverage where he's like, "Oh, uh, if you got a helicopter, I know right where to find him." And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, also, I think another thing about it this, that I, 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 I really appreciate is the fact that they actually get caught by the FBI yep. at some point because, like, that's another trope that kind of goes along with things like this, movies like this, where it's like, "Oh, we got these super secret spies, and they're trying to like get something that yeah. it's all secret and stuff," but. Usually, law enforcement and the police and whoever else is like trying to catch them are just like completely incompetent and they have no idea. (laughs) And like, there is a little bit of that with the sort of like the lower level FBI guys who are like, Yeah, we didn't think it was a credible. And I mean, to be fair though, if someone came into the FBI and said that someone was going to seal the Declaration of Independence, they would probably be like, Okay, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it also might not be a horrible idea to just like have an extra guy there or something, like, have someone. Who is like a little bit higher up than just your regular average security officer? Like someone yeah, be just stake there, it out, yeah, just in case. Yeah. Like you, you don't, especially when it's something like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They might get fake, fake tips. Like I mean, that that's something that that uh, Ben even says. He's like, yeah. oh, they get like ten thousand tips a day. Like, yeah. I don't blame them for not thinking what we said is is <laughs> credible. Like, <laughs> when I love that scene when they're talking to Abigail and they're just going through it and they say. Uh, there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence, and Riley is like, he, he's like, that's where we lost the FBI, and then he's like, and it's invisible, and that's where we lost the Department of uh, <laughs> Homeland the Department, yeah, of Home, Homeland Security. And <laughs> it's just like seeing that sort of play out because they've been through it several times. And I also appreciate the fact that they did that with her, and they went through the whole thing with her instead of showing the process with all three of them. Yeah, because it's just like. You see, like, how they're, like, bracing for the the reveal of, yeah. like, yeah, we think there's a treasure map on the... An invisible treasure map well, on it was, the back it, of the it Declaration It was very funny seeing uh, Ben, Nick Cage, go through, like, the... He was using, like, bigger words and things to make it not sound as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, finally, when it got to, like, the invisible part, he, he just kind of, like, sighed and was like, it's invisible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, at that point, he's like, yeah, I know, it sounds insane. <laughs> but um just there's just a lot that i love about this like but also just kind of to go back real quick about the this the whole sequence where they're uh setting up for and then going through the process of stealing the declaration yeah um i don't know i just thought about the meme like i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence (laughs) (laughs) but also like riley's doing his thing and then Ben is doing his thing yeah. where he's like researching stuff. He's like reading papers, reading books, but he's also doing the uh, 
He's got the, the jo- fingerprint. Yeah, he's got thing. the George Washington uh, campaign button that uh, the one that she didn't have, the last one that mm-hmm. she was missing. Yep. And so he sent that to her, but he put uh, a basically like a dye sort of thing. Yeah, like a solution, a of residue. And, yeah. And he put that on it so that it would be on her finger, so that when she would put in her password. And also the the fingerprints on the glass. Yeah, and he gets it off with that. And I was like, that's really clever. Yeah. Uh, it's neat. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of that in this, and a lot of like like the, the characters just feel so smart. Mm-hmm. All of them, even the bad guys. Like, I feel like they all have their moments of uh, like, ah, oh, crap, we could have done that better. I mean, yeah, even but, some of the henchmen, honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. like like some they're they're still kind of the stereotypical like they're they're the muscle, not yeah. the brains. But at the same time, like none of them are complete idiots. Yeah. Well, and like you know when they split up when after they got the glasses and he. You know, it's very smart for him to be like, okay, take away the key from the lock, you know, like, and, uh, and so he has the, the map bag. I don't know what you call that. Like it almost looks the like a tube sort yeah, of thing, the map, yeah. the map tube. And then she has the inside of it, the plastic piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's not like, you know, some movies you see people split up and they go after one, they, they would see like Nick Cage and like, oh, he's the guy. We'll go after him and mm-hmm. they escape. No, they were like, oh, we see both of them. Let's go after both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was smart, and I, the, I did like, like the dramatic reveal though of like they're all running from the henchman, and then the map rolls into the street, and you see Sean being there, and he steps on it, and he's like, "Hey there, I'm the bad guy." And he's <laughs> like, oh, I'll just pick this up. Don't mind me. <laughs> but at the same time, like they were all coordinating, all the bad guys were talking to each other mm-hmm. and being like, "This is where they're heading," so he could make his way there. Yeah. And so sometimes, like the bad guy will just conveniently show up. Mm-hmm. At a place, and it's like, how did you get here? Like, how did you know? Yeah. And and sometimes it's explained well, sometimes it isn't. But in this time, like in this instance, I think it was explained very well. Like, I, I can't remember a, a moment in this movie where they ended up at a spot just because. Yeah, like they always were like, okay, we have a lead, we have something we're going off of. There is a reason for us to be here, and so we're gonna go there. Yeah, and another thing that shows uh, the smartness of Ian is like when they figure out uh, they get the last. Uh, four letters from that kid and Stowe and mm-hmm. they Google it and they're like, oh it's a Liberty Bell okay and they go to the Liberty Bell and then Ian's like ah I'm an idiot and he's like like even he was like it's there not here and yeah because so, yeah. they went to the actual yeah. Liberty Bell yeah thing itself which is in a display case mm-hmm. like on the ground yeah versus where it was actually back then yeah and then like also <laughs> Riley is a lot of comic relief mm-hmm. but like He's also smart. Like we talked about how he's he's good with like tech and, yeah. and like well, that, hacking that, into the the camera system and everything. Yeah. Um, that, that whole scene where you know they're looking at the hundred dollar bill and they're trying to find the time and like oh crap we've missed it and he's like oh it, exactly he's That's like what I was getting to. he's like I know something that you guys don't huh and he's <laughs> like let me just sit here and like like revel in it for a minute <laughs> and they're both like guys they're, they're like, like Riley, Riley <laughs> please <laughs> he's like fine okay well I just love the. After, you know, he explains about the daylight savings time and about how in 1776 it would have been two o'clock instead of three. Mm. And he's like, well, did you know who the first person was that uh, suggested daylight savings? And they're both like, Benjamin Franklin. And he kind of, he's like, gosh. (laughs) He just gets a moment, a brief, brief moment. Yeah. I mean, he also gets that a little bit in the second movie, too. Uh, he, He writes a book that is... Unfortunately, very unsuccessful. Uh, <laughs> like no one likes his book, and and like the the ongoing joke is that no one has read it, including Ben and Abigail, and like 
Ben's dad, and no one has read the book. No one knows. And so, <laughs> and so they there's a clue that they're talking about, and they're like, man, we need to figure this out. And then Riley's just like, it's this. And they're like, what? How do you know? And he's like, it's in my book. Have <laughs> none of you read my book? <laughs> That's funny. And, and they're all just like, yeah, no, we didn't read. We did not read that book. <laughs> well, and like you said, he's the comic relief, but it's it's good comic. Like it's like I yeah. just love like because he's kind of the you know the audience surrogate a little bit where kind of, uh, yeah he, you know he doesn't know as much about the historical stuff mm-hmm. as like they do. And, like, you know, when they get to the treasure room and he sees the, like, Egyptian statue and he's like, wow, it's a beautiful bluish green man. Bluish green man. just gives him a hug. (laughs) But, like, at that point, also, he's, like, traumatized because he just watched someone die. Oh, yeah. And they're in an underground, like, labyrinth. Not really a labyrinth, but, like, a... They're like, Riley, are you crying? He's like, stairs. Exactly. (laughs) Like an exit. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to die down here because as far as he knows, this is it. Like, yeah. He thinks they're gonna die, yeah. and he's finally like, "Oh yeah, we we get to survive." Well, and I love that. That's kind of how you know, because like Ben was a bit dejected when they thought they were in the treasure room mm-hmm. and that there was nothing there. But then they were like, "The builders would have built an exit. Uh, you know, they would have built something. You know, if, if something collapsed or whatever to get out." And uh, and then that's what kind of led them to be like. There's got to be something else. Mm-hmm. And leads then, to the treasure room. <laughs> see, one one line that I actually think is kind of funny is uh, they get to the very end, and it's like as they after they're in that like fake treasure room, or it might have actually been like the original treasure room, and then the treasure just got too big, and so like, all right, let's hide it even better. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that he he has the the pipe mm-hmm. and he walks up to the wall and he's like could it really be that easy yeah and then i'm sitting there i'm like hold on but was that actually easy because <laughs> like this is a single individual pipe from a ship thousands of miles away that you just happened to find yeah and then your rival happened to give back to you and then that was the final key to get in the room so like if they didn't have that they they might have like gone up to that little slot and been like, oh, that's the that's the the pipe. Yeah. And then this little hole here could fit the stem, and it's like they might have been able to figure that out. But if if the, Ian hadn't have handed all those things to him, like back when they were like, oh, we'll, we'll come to a deal, basically. Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to get in. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised Ian handed that stuff over, but I mean, I guess from his perspective, he didn't need it anymore. So he thought that they were at the treasure, yeah. and I mean they kind of were they basically were yeah it wasn't a hundred percent of the way there but like they were like they were above it Mm -hmm. like where they were standing was like he said five stories above the treasure yeah so yeah it's interesting that that pipe factored in a few times you know like it he cut himself to get the blood to read the stuff on Mm -hmm. it and then like you use it as the key to open that stuff and yeah so it's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, like, it's, I think this is one of those movies that kind of, like, started the trend of, like, we have to have this, like, crazy, elaborate, ridiculous, like, ancient ruins set mm-hmm. up to, like, be exactly the way they need to be. And, like, it didn't have any booby traps, really. Yeah. Which... I mean, the only thing was, was the the elevator system, but that was just because it was old. Yeah, that wasn't a booby trap. It was just, it was just, like, 200 years old. Yeah. And so it broke. That was a tense scene, though. Like, mm. like, and the music in it again. The music really helped with it. Um, and uh, just like seeing them jump to 
thing to thing and then like seeing that one guy die and you know just yeah 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 well and the whole aspect of like how like it's just you find out throughout the movie that ben and abigail are perfect for each other because the whole time they're more worried about the declaration than each other yeah <laughs> i mean it's... which is fair i guess it's a 200 year old document for both of yeah. them yeah. like for like to be totally honest if I was in that situation... You would drop me to save the Declaration of Independence? No, I'm saying I would do the opposite. Oh. Like, <laughs> it is a very important document, yes. But we know what it says. Yeah. And, and we, at the end of the day, it's a piece of paper. And we have copies like, of it, and we have... Yeah. Yeah, like, it, I'm, I'm not gonna, like, undervalue the, the, like, magnitude of just, like, oh, sorry, the Declaration of Independence is destroyed. Yeah. But at the same time, like... If it's me choosing between a piece of paper with historical significance or another human being, I'm going to choose the human being. Like, Yeah. <laughs> what about this, though? If there was ever just, like, for some reason, Warframe got, you know, they got rid of it, and there was only one copy left on a flash drive, and you had to either drop me or drop the copy of the flash drive of Warframe. Sorry, man, you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Out. Easy, easy choice. Easy clap right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> See, here's the real reason then, is if that's the only copy of Warframe that exists, I now control the game, and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I could. Fi- <laughs> I guess I could fix the whole thing. I'm sure I'd do a terrible job, but <laughs> regardless. But yeah, it's just it's funny to see that as Ben and Abigail go throughout this movie together. They just, they're, like, perfect for each other. Even she has some of these, like, like she doubts it, you know, she doubts the map, but she starts getting some of these, like, uh, traits that he has. Where well, I think I think it's implied that she, like, always kind of had those. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, and then, and then she, uh, uh, like, even if it was just to herself, she had thoughts of, like, you know, oh, could this treasure be real? Or could this exactly the, yeah. the, this conspiracy theory I be think, real? Yeah. I think that's why she started to figure it out. Yeah. She, first of all, she saw him there, which he just warned her about Declaration of Independence being stolen. Happens to show up. A little sus. Where the Declaration <laughs> of Independence is currently being stored. Yeah. And it had just had problems that day. Like... There's some there's some gear it doesn't take like a genius to start connecting yeah. those dots. And like as she sees him like kind of is I mean, I, I think the the first suspicion is like when he starts being weird and he mm-hmm. kind of tips her off because he's like, We're gonna do the thing that we've been told is wrong, but that we know is right. Yeah. And then he, he kinda like says it twice, basically. And he's like <laughs> and then he chugs cheers, the champagne. Cheers to high treason and and she's just like, What? And then she's like, Hold on, wait a minute. He said he he said the Declaration of Independence is gonna get stolen. He is currently here where it is being held. He's being weird, like weirder than before. <laughs> like he chugged that champagne flute, you know. <laughs> and then and then she goes and she asks the the light coordinator person like, is there a his name on the is there list? Phil Brown? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember when his last name is Brown, but I don't remember when. Was it Phil Brown? Yep. But yeah. Regardless, she asks him about the the fake name that he gave and they're like, "Yeah, no, that's not on here." And then she sees him again and she's like, "Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then, like, I, I really like the line where, uh, I can't remember what Riley says, but he says something about her, and Nick Cage is like, oh, she's curious, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's at Ben's dad's house. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, like, if you didn't want me to, if you didn't want to take me, you shouldn't have told me where you were going. Yeah. Because, like, even if she doesn't necessarily know where Ben's dad 
lives, she would be able to tell the the police, police or the FBI that, and then yeah. they would be able to figure it out way quicker. Yeah. Like another thing, going back to the how the FBI isn't incompetent, they find his place, they find his house, they find his dad's house, like all this kind of stuff. They ha- it happens really fast. Mm-hmm. Like they might have spent a few hours at his dad's house trying to get the lemon juice well, like, to, to reveal the cipher. Well, like, like Ben said, yeah, he was like. And they're like, well, how long do you think we have? He's like, a couple hours. I give him a couple hours, you know? Yeah. Because he knows if they found him, they'll find his dad. So it's, yeah, it, like they, they are, it's, it's really, there's three people racing. And there's mm-hmm. there's Ben's team, there's Ian's team just slightly behind him. And then there's the FBI behind both of them, like, chasing everyone. It's nuts. Like, and, and like we've said before, it like, no one seems to be incompetent. Like, they they have their moments where they slip up or they do something. Like, the credit card thing... You can call a slip up, but it was more of just him. He's like, I have to do. I have to do. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. stuck. Yeah, he had to get out. Yeah, so he was like, I'll make it work. Well, and I think that's when he, you know, he's like, I'll get a double. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's just is real good. <laughs> I always, I always love that moment when we we like kind of get to the end of a thought and we're just like, I don't really know what else to say. So yeah, it's real good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just. It's crazy to me that there's some people that don't like this one. Like, like I know that it's subjective. Everyone has different tastes, mm-hmm. but like you said earlier, this one's just so much fun. Yeah, I mean, we've we've touched on it several times. I mean, we've, we've gone in pretty in-depth on it several mm-hmm. times. But, like, not every movie has to be, like, super deep or, mm-hmm. like, have crazy philosophical meaning or anything yeah. like that. And, like, this one may or may not have some of that. Yeah. Well, but, like I, I really like the relationship between his, him, his dad, and his grandfather, and just seeing mm-hmm. that different, you know, like you know, he's a disappointment to his father. His father's given up on it, it, and then like at the end, when he's when he's disappointed, he's like, "Oh man, I thought it was here. I thought this was the treasure room." And his dad I really was, thought I would find it. Well, that that uh, monologue that his dad gives, where he's like, he's like, "No, look what you did. Look where we are." He's like. He's like, and you know what? This kind of, like, his dad kind of was back on board. He was like, this proves that this is real. Yeah. It's like, and if the treasure room is here, that means that the treasure is real. Yeah. Because this, like, it exists. It's, yeah. it's there, we're standing in it. So. Yeah. And he, he was like, he, he was like, if there's another clue, fine, we'll go find it and we'll find the treasure. But look what you did, you know? And just at, no matter the differences that they have towards each other, the the anger or the... I can't think of animosity. Yeah, animosity towards each other. They he was like, No, look what you did, Ben. Yeah, look what you've still accomplished. Yeah. It's it's good. It really I just did it again. It's real good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But oh, this is another thing I I kinda wanna mention real quick. But like uh, we talked about how everyone's really smart. Mm -hmm. Like also Ben's dad, who um has he hasn't really been like I guess he he has helped a little because as earlier um when they were actually getting the cipher off the back of the the declaration he was like you need heat you need to mm-hmm. you know you need a, a reagent that's what it yeah. was you need a reagent to make it appear um and it's just putting it in the oven they're like nope we can't do that <laughs> we can't do that with <laughs> we this. cannot light the declaration of independence on fire no thank you but then uh at, towards the end too i mean you kind of brought up a little bit already but when when he gives the fake clue to ian mm-hmm. that was his dad and i don't think they had planned that he was just yeah. like 
he he's just sort of like pulled something out. He was like the stairs coming down, like that's yeah, the lantern, and, and then you, know, well, you have to descend the stairs to like find the light uh, or whatever it was. Well, and I nice. always take uh, Ben's delivery of "Don't do this, Dad," not as a "Don't give them another clue," but it's almost like you know what he'll do to you if he exactly. finds out. You know, yeah, it's it's like don't get yourself involved. Yeah. And like, <laughs> also just all the all the talk about the status quo. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really meet, know what that meant for a long time as a kid. Yeah, because they always said that, and I was like, that's that's a very like distinct thing to say. So mm-hmm. like stuck in my brain, but I didn't really know what it meant. But like, he's right. Well, it, it happens throughout this movie. Like the status quo changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you look at like the when uh, the lead investigator, I forget his name, um, Sudusky. Yeah, when he, when he first has Ben in his. Co- uh, in his um, custody, he's like, I have, door, I have door number one, which means that we can just take you in. Mm. Door number two is you help us find this, and then you still go to jail. And but then, you feel better about it yeah. on the inside. <laughs> and then Nick Cage, that status quo changes. He finds door number three, and he's yeah. like, I'm taking it. And so, and like that other that moment when he says that to Sadusky, like yeah. before he jumps off the ship, I I think like that's also another moment where Sadusky kind of like. He understands. He gets yeah. it. Well, and it, Nick, Nick Cage even says he's he's like I'm still on your side. Yeah, he's like I, I'm still not against you, but I'm taking this door. And I think that's why at the end, like I think just just the honesty mm-hmm. that Ben has when he finally gets caught, when he finally because they take him in, and he just mm-hmm. like tells them everything because at this point, like it doesn't really matter. He's still trying to do what he can to fix the problem, but at the same time, like. They're the FBI. Yeah. Well, and I love how like like devoted Ben is to. He's not interested in the money. He's not interested in. He's he he he's just his whole family has known about this treasure and known that it's real. And he's like, I just want to prove that it is, and I want people to know. It, like it's like the whole Indiana Jones thing at the beginning of the Last Crusade when he finds the cross and the guy's like. Uh, I'm gonna take this. It belongs to me. And Harrison Ford is like, "No, it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum." Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like they don't care about. Like, I like the parallel between Ben and Indy, where like they don't care about the reward. They care that people know about it. That uh, people will be able to learn about the history. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think this is an interesting. I mean, you said it earlier, but like this is an interesting foil to yeah. Indiana Jones mm-hmm. because it's kind of like. Let's take the character of Indiana Jones and let's break it into two pieces. Mm-hmm. And then those two pieces are the protagonist and the antagonist. Right. Because Indy is very much like the the swashbuckling, gunslinging, As, like, you know, the, the whip punches, whip swinging, yeah. like, hero. But he's also the archaeology professor. Exactly. He's the smart guy with the degree and, mm-hmm. and like, he, he does kind of, he does kind of it all. Yeah. But in this one, like, Ben, he doesn't. He's not like incapable. Yeah. But he's he doesn't shoot anyone or fight anyone or like do yeah. any like crazy stunts besides like jumping off of things here and there. There was there was one that he jumped behind that uh, gravestone and I was like that was pretty neat that that like yeah. he did a roll. That, like, <laughs> I mean when you get yeah. shot at. You. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, like but then the fact that they're like okay let's take that other aspect of him, which is still like really. Of Indiana Jones, which mm-hmm. is like really, really intelligent and like knows what they're doing, but it's more of the like, 
less legal side of things and then separate that out into ian yeah and then they're they're like they are each other's foil like yeah it's like it's like they're separating the street smarts and the book smarts because indy's mm. got both of them indy's got street smarts and book smarts yeah um yeah indy's indy's whole thing is he's got both of those but he gets beaten all the time mm. um but like yeah it's interesting to kind of split that street smarts and book smarts thing and have them kind of at conflict because I'm sure Indiana Jones was a huge, huge inspiration for this movie. Oh, like, yeah. There's no way it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any... I don't, does Indiana Jones ever do the trope where they, they put the torch into the thing and it lights all the fire? And I I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's like I think Temple of Doom may do that. Either Temple it's of like Doom... It's like the dramatic or, reveal. Well, of... Last Crusade has something like that where like I haven't watched him in a while, but like he goes into the room with the... Uh, I don't think he lights it, but he goes in the room that ha- should have the Holy Grail, and then mm-hmm. all this fire, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have chosen poorly. <laughs> I just love that this that this movie also created that trope of just mm-hmm. like we're gonna take our torch that for some reason still works after two hundred years, <laughs> and we're gonna stick it in this thing, and then that's gonna light up, which for some reason works after two hundred years. Yeah. And I mean, like, if it's oil. Sure. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how oil works. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's just like kind of funny where it's kind of like it, it just sort of popularized the whole trope of like, you know, we're going to this ancient tomb and there's just convenient torches that are everywhere. And like, we got to burn through all these spider webs yeah. and like <laughs> place it in the giant <laughs> brazier and then it lights yeah. up. And, and Well, then... that's one thing you, you mentioned about <laughs> this one is the only thing missing is the traps. You know, there's yeah, no, exactly. There's no him trying to take the idol and putting a bag that with the same weight, you know. And yeah, I think that's where like the Indiana Jones things loses a little bit of its like I guess credibility to some mm. extent because like it's it's really fun, exciting. And I'm not gonna like try to di- to disagree with that. Because yeah, I was gonna say Last Crusade is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh no, yeah, like I love Indiana Jones, and yeah. I I I haven't watched him in a long time as well. But I went through a couple years ago and like watched all of them because I hadn't seen any. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, man, these are really good. <laughs> but, like, the the whole, like, oh, we have dart traps or, like, giant swinging blades yeah. or, like, a huge, perfectly smooth, round boulder to, like, roll well, onto people. And well, that's like... another thing that it... One, Indiana Jones is a product of its time. And then also, George Lucas wanted to make Indiana Jones because he saw these types of serials when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, this guy running through these traps and these things to get the get the idol and he was like, I want to make a modern at the time version of this. Yeah. You know, and so it has some of those corny bits in it mm-hmm. because that's what George Lucas saw. And so he wrote it like yeah. that. And I mean, the second National Treasure has a little bit more of that. Yeah. Because when they, I mean, it's a bit of spoilers, I guess. We'll, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. If yeah. I, I mean, I've seen it, but like, just <laughs> not for a long time. But like when they first enter the tomb, or not really the tomb, but like they, they enter the secret place yeah the secret underground whatever the catacombs i guess yeah (laughs) but they they find it they enter it um when they go in the door seals behind them and it was kind of like a contingency plan and they talk about they're like oh like it sealed them in there's there's no way you can get out and it's kind of the whole point is like if someone finds a way in then they get locked in and then they die (laughs) (laughs) and there's a giant stone door in the way right. you can't escape and then they also this is one that's a little bit more ridiculous but they fall into this area where there's a giant 
like seesaw teeter totter thing. I remember that on the post. I remember that. Yeah, and then they have to like balance themselves out to like <laughs> <laughs> escape. Yeah. And that one, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I guess. Like, I guess it could be sitting there by itself. Yeah. But why did they build this trap? Like, yeah. why is it... There? Well, that's one thing why I like, uh, not to get too much of a tangent on indie, but I like Last Crusade's traps because mm-hmm. they all have purpose. Like, he has to... He's like, oh, the penitent man kneels, and so I kneel so I don't get my head cut off. Yeah. It was... It... it you know, it all had purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, so... That's why, you know, sometimes these, like, crazy darts and stuff flying, you're like, why did they, like... <laughs> yeah, why did why did these ancient people bother to build this this well, way? And, like, how would they be able to get back in there, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how did they not kill themselves trying to, like, get out of their own tomb that right. they built? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, which, like, uh, back on The Last Crusade is the Holy Grail is such a big thing where they're like, we're not going to want to get back there, mm. so we'll do this. So, if someone needs to get there... The uh, they have to go through these trials yeah. to make sure that they are smart enough and they know, you know, that they're they're not just there to be rash about it, and uh, and then same on the like, uh, I think that there's a oh each time Indy does one of the trials mm-hmm. he makes a way for other people to get in there so yeah yeah but but yeah this this one is like a modern. Indie. More modern, yeah, like yeah. a modern because <laughs> because well, like indie is still set in like the the forties. So yeah. yeah, I mean new one's gonna be like in the sixties, I think. But because Harrison aging, right. they're the making a, they're making another one. I forgot about that. Excited. How do they follow up like literal aliens? <laughs> we don't talk about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, it was literal aliens. Yeah, they flew away in a spaceship. Like, yeah. but like that's the thing too is like. Uh, I'm not gonna get on. We're, we're gonna watch indie, but like, Wait, well, yeah, if we yeah. ever watch the movie, we could talk about it then. But like, I I just love these kind of movies, like National Treasure, where it's like you go along with them, like you mm-hmm. you like finding out things yourself. Where like, and especially, I would think it'd be fun for history buffs. Like, yeah, there's obviously some stuff in here that they're that history buffs would be like, okay, well, that's not real. Like, yeah, but like, I feel like if I was a history, like some. Like, parts of history I know, and some I like a lot that I know about. But, like, I feel like if someone was like, oh, that's pretty neat that they had these cool little glasses. Like, obviously that wouldn't be real, but it's cool that Ben Franklin was the one to make those because he made the bifocals. And, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think I think the reason why I really like... One of the reasons why I really like this movie is that everything that happens in it is at least plausible. Mm-hmm. Like, it is within the realm of the of possibility of like the real world mm-hmm. for all of these things to have actually happened. Like, even if it is like kind of out there. Well, and if you like, if you think, think about it, like the Masons, they're still around and they're, they're, it's kind of crazy. You know, the people that they talk about being Freemasons yeah. of like the, the founding fathers, yeah. like they were yeah. Freemasons. They were actually Freemasons. Yeah. Well, we, I was, telling, this, you, I was so. telling you this when uh, we first started watching my great grandfather on my mother's side, he was a Mason. And, mm-hmm. and I remember a couple times him going to like meetings or something and, and they'd be like, what does he do? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> because some, he can't, he can't talk about stuff. It. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Or like, I don't know if he went, when I was, younger or what but i just my mom told me but like i just remember something about him going to a meeting and someone was like what's he do and they're like i don't know he doesn't tell us can't talk about it yeah (laughs) 
So my grandpa was finding the treasure. And then <laughs> he put one gold coin in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's known Clem, my grandpa. Uh, he, he wouldn't want to give that away. <laughs> That's my gold coin. <laughs> Keep it forever. How much? Man, like an actual gold coin yeah. would be like expensive. Or if it was solid gold, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, depending on how big it is and the girth and weight, thickness. Yeah. <laughs> how much actual gold is there? Anyway. <laughs> but this, I was, mean. I mean, to kind of go off of that, like, this treasure would be, like, priceless. Well, like they were talking about, like, they both got less than 1%. They didn't really talk about how much Ben got, but Riley got... It that they got a ton of money. Yeah, Riley got less than 1%, and he was driving off in a Ferrari. I I would assume they probably got, like, half. Each of them got half. Mm -hmm. Or something along those lines. Like, I don't know if they split it just between him and Riley, or... Because he said... His terms at the end with Sadusky was like, first of all, uh, Abigail goes free. Mm-hmm. Like, she has no, no record, nothing like that. Yep. And then the credit for finding it goes to the Gates family. With the help of Riley Poole. With the help of Riley Poole. And mm-hmm. so, like, I, I think it's implied that, like, him and his dad, the Gates family, the, got, like, the Gates part of the reward. The Gates probably got, you know. And then it. Riley got the other part of the reward. And I don't know if it was split in half, necessarily, or, like, yeah. like two-thirds, one-third, or something like that. But... The fact that he got half a percent makes me think that it was like they gave him one percent and then he gave half of it to Riley. Yeah. And so then he bought a giant house and Riley's got a Ferrari and like it's yeah. Just implied that they're very well it's off. It's just now. crazy that like Riley says he was offered ten percent and he turned it down and like he still has all this with half yeah. of half of a percent. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. But like yeah. it would be, because this is supposedly supposed to be treasure from Thousands of years of history and many, many, many cultures. Yeah, like, and very like times, mummy yeah. sarcophaguses in there, and like there's the what did she say? It was the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, scrolls from yeah. the Library of Alexandria, yeah. and like and it, this room is huge. It's mm-hmm. like probably close to like a football field sized cave, just yeah. filled with treasure from all points of history. Yeah, from all it would parts be, of the world. It would be unthinkable how expensive that entire room would be. Well, and I liked how, uh, I think he also said this at the end when he was saying his terms, he was like split it between like the Louvre and the you exactly. know, and National History Museum and think, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, give it back to the people we took it from, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they at the end, Riley mentions they have an opening in uh, Cairo. Cairo, yeah, yeah. Egypt, so. His blue man, his bluish green man is probably there. <laughs> He's going to hug him again, probably. <laughs> if they allow anyone to hug it, it's probably him. <laughs> They probably would still say no. They'd be like, yeah. no, please do not touch the greenish blue man. Yeah. <laughs> With the weird goatee. Yeah. You have oils in your in your fingers and things that could ruin it. <laughs> oh yeah. That like I mean that that's just a, a small tangent, but yeah. like oh, I kinda want to talk about this too, because it's kinda funny. <laughs> when they're revealing the cipher on the back of the map with yeah. the lemon juice, like first of all, putting lemon juice on a document that old, I'm sure is terrible yeah because lemon juice is acidic and then not only that but they then proceed to breathe on it <laughs> and i'm just like no <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> the human mouth is disgusting it's yeah. like a cesspool of bacteria and viruses and all kinds of crap so it's like no don't do that <laughs> and also the th- i just wanted to, we talked about it very briefly but like that scene is like really oddly sexual like oh yeah the, there's like a lot of tension going on there yeah just the sexual <laughs> tension where they both look at each other and they both 
a softly breathe on it. I'm like, okay. It's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, guys. <laughs> I mean, I think at that point they had basically gotten Abigail in. Like she yeah. was, she was already. I, I said it several times, so I'm like, she's definitely an accomplice yeah. at this. Point. Well, then once she saw the mark on the map, she was like, oh, yeah. cool, I'm in. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of alluded to it, but like, I think ever since she started to like piece together things, like she probably was thinking about it after he left, and she'd be like, no, oh, that'd be kind of cool if it was on there. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up at the party, and she's like, wait a minute. And then she started to be like, wait, did he steal it? Like, what's going on here? And then she's like, more gears are turning, and then he finally has it, and then they like get to the mm-hmm. point where they're checking on it, and she's probably sitting there like. I kind of unironically hope that there is something on here. Yeah. Like, like I want to know now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, it's, it's cool. And, and I mean, it, to me, it like, it all logically makes sense for her, like, to get into the whole, right. The whole well, and I've, I've known a lot of history buffs in my life and they get into it. Yeah. They get into it. So <laughs> it's, it, it's logical for her. She like, would be very excited to yeah. find a, very complicated well and to find more history like she was very excited about yeah. the uh the scrolls from the library of alexandria because those were lost scrolls and mm. to have that lost stuff back to learn more about you know like yeah so it's pretty crazy yeah but i think this was a good choice for our first yeah. Nick cage movie <laughs> we'll have to do more i mean we've we've I mean, debated a couple the unbearable weight of massive talent is his magnum opus i swear like, <laughs> I've heard only good things about it so far, and I really do want to watch it. Oh, it's so And you good. said it was great. Me and so Mikey like, saw it, and oh, we loved it. We'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah. It is so good. We might, we might have to space out the Nicolas Cage movies just a little bit, <laughs> lest I go into, like, full Nicolas Cage mode and just, like, yeah, you can... start every episode like this. And I, and I just, we talk about that. Everything's on the, fire. Yeah. <laughs> we can only review movies with, with excessive amounts of fire and, and shouting. And a little bit of screaming! <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go full Abed in that one episode of Community. Well, where yeah, like the te- I'm a cat. I'm a I'm, I'm a, a sexy, sexy cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> like the teacher said, you can't do too much Nick Cage in one go. Or oh man, oh man, it's, it's not it's not meant for mortal minds. <laughs> He's a being outside of our control. Yeah. We cannot understand him. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys, uh, as always. And, uh, you know, you can find us anywhere. Podcast. uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere else really you can listen and uh, watch what you love and love what you watch. 